get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can watch NHL Network's E.J. Raddick on NHL Now and NHL Tonight. Check NHLnetwork.com for your local channel listings. You can also hear E.J. Raddick right now on Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. <laughs> he joins us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, a longtime friend. E.J., it's great to have you with us on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. How you doing? I'm doing well, Randy. Thanks so much for having me. And it's a nice chat with you again. It has been a long time. We go back uh, probably to the Checkerdome days there. Right. <laughs> You've been a while. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, let, let's yeah. start with this. Uh, obviously, the story here and the story around hockey the last couple of days has been Alex Petrangelo signing with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I heard yesterday uh, a winner, uh, a group of winners and losers, and uh, Petro is rated as a winner. Do you have him in that column? Well, I mean, he got, uh, he's getting a lot of, anybody who gets 60 some odd million dollars in a contract, Randy, for me is a winner. <laughs> I mean, <right>. so, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a uh, positive. There's no question about it. I, you know, I, I think when I reflect on, you know, the whole path of those negotiations, I just think that uh, it, it kind of went down a bad path early in that, you know, the Blues win the Stanley Cup. They're a year out, so they have preliminary discussions. Doug Armstrong and Newport Sports, uh, I think they've had some contentious discussions in the past. But, you know, usually, you know, that's the way it is in this business. You know, negotiating can be tough. Uh, They're also they also represent Drew Doughty. I think that uh, they were probably looking for a number uh, that was somewhere in, you know, nine million plus. Uh, I think Doug got concerned that, you know, hey, with the team we have here, we are not going to be able to to find that much space. So they went out and traded for Justin Falk. Uh, I don't know how well that sat with uh, with uh, Petrangelo. Uh, as we continue to move forward, a lot of things unfolded that we did not expect, namely a, a pandemic and a flat cap. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the numbers kind of changed a little bit. Um, but I do think, like I say, the the battling back and forth, uh, it, it just it, it was just going down a bad path early, and they never seemed to be able to get on the right path. Despite the fact that I do believe Alex when he says that you know he wanted to stay in St. Louis. I think he's pretty moored there with his family, and uh, it will be something different to go to Vegas. But, you know, it just seemed like uh, sometimes the winds of a negotiation push something in in another direction, and I think that's kind of what happened here. Uh, The Blues go forward, and they pick up Tory Krug, who's a really uh, high-end defender at a price they can afford for their group right now. And they move forward, and Petrangelo goes to Vegas, where they have a really good team and 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 a real need for a a big, lanky, right-shot defenseman. So uh, in the end, it may work out for both sides. But, uh, you know, it's unfortunate because he is the captain, and I think that he did like being in St. Louis, and sometimes it just doesn't work out. 
EJ, this was a point that was brought up on our station yesterday. Our uh, Blues insider, Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic, spoke about this. But he said, if you look like at a guy like Alex Petrangelo, who's done everything for this organization and this community here in St. Louis, and he was the captain, he was the leader that helped guide the team to their first Stanley Cup championship in franchise history, and then they don't find a way to make it work with him when he wants to come back, that could potentially you know, throw up some smoke signals to maybe potential free agents like, hey, there might be a loyalty issue here. If, they, if they're not going to take care of Petrangelo, will they take care of me? Is that something that you see being an issue uh, for St. Louis moving forward? Or do you think most players are looking at this like, hey, business is business? I think it's business is business. Hey, you want to talk about a loyalty issue, we'll just go no further to Alex Petrangelo's new home. I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury got thrown out overboard, although he's still on the roster and they are going forward with him right now, but that can't be a pleasant situation. They fired the coach that got them to the Stanley Cup final in their first year after, you know, a year and a half. Uh, They just gave Nate Schmidt away for for nothing, basically, to make room for Petrangelo. This is really a business, and, you know, yeah, some, you know, players would love to have loyalty. Ownership and management would love to have loyalty, too, from guys and have it be a two-way street, but it is business. We're talking about a lot of money. We're talking about short careers for these guys, and I don't, uh, you know, I don't blame any of them for trying to, you know, make as much money as they can make. And like I said, I think, you know, truth be told, I think they, w- you know, both parties would have liked it to work out, but sometimes it just doesn't. And I think, you know, the Blues have a really good team, and while they have a really good team, people that they acquire will be really happy to come there. E.J. Radica of NHL Network is with us on uh, Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. And E.J., Tory Krug is a guy that because he's in the Eastern Conference, we haven't seen a ton of except for, obviously, the Stanley Cup Finals. But he seems to be a really good fit with the Blues in terms of adding some balance, getting a left-side defenseman. So you've got both Krug and now Scandella on the left side as, you, as your top two left. And you've got... Uh, Pareko and Justin Falk on your right side is your top two. That's a pretty good place to start, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, I don't know if it's as good as having Petrangelo and Pareko on that right side that just, you know, just shut the door on everybody for about 55 minutes of the game on the left side of the ice. <laughs> but, uh, you know, again, there's only, you know, we live in a salary cap world and we live in a flat salary cap world. So there's only so many things you can do. Uh, but I, I agree. I think that, uh, you know, they've got some pretty good players there, led by Pareko still on defense. And uh, I'm sure if Doug can do anything else, he's got to try to figure out what he's going to do with Vince Dunn. He's a restricted free agent. They're up against it, so he may have to try to move a contract if he wants to keep Vince Dunn. So, um, you know, it's still a pretty good group of defenders. But, you know, again, you got to make adjustments uh, when you talk. When you have good teams and you're up against the cap, this is where, you know, this stuff comes into play because you just can't keep any everybody anymore like you used to. You know, it's really interesting. I'm sure you've seen what's going on in Chicago, that the players, you talk about loyalty, uh, Taves and Kane and Keith and Seabrook, who have these massive contracts, are upset that the Hawks are trying to move into a rebuilding phase here. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the bottom line is this. It's a winning business, as Mike Babcock likes to say, right? And the Chicago Blackhawks, while they did a lot of winning, uh, you know, between 2009 and 2015 or so, 16, there hasn't been much winning there since then. So uh, they've got to figure out what they're going to do. They've decided, you know, they're, they're keeping Stan Bowman in place as the manager. And while he's the manager, these are the deals that he's trying to make to kind of, uh, you know, retool this group. Um, but the bottom line is they haven't won. So, you know, they're, they're up against, as you mentioned, with some really big contracts that hurts their ability 
the key players. I mean, I think if you want to be critical of Stan, I think he probably should have tried to find a way to keep our, our Temi Panarin a couple of years back mm-hmm. instead of being worried about the future. He still had two years on a contract with him in Chicago, and he could have uh, you know, played through that and then saw where they were at the time. He opted to move him to Columbus, and you know that deal really didn't work out very well for them, and Panarin has gone on to be just a, just a terrific, terrific player. So, I mean, we can go back and forth about the moves that Stan has made. Some of them have been, I think, helpful. Others, I, I scratched my head. But as for those guys, they want to win, so I understand you know, their concern, but it's been a few years now, and they haven't done any winning, so I guess management feels like they have to do something. And if they want out that bad, I guess... You know they could decide they could go there and you know go to management and try to you know seek a deal, but it's hard to move those kind of contracts as we've we've been discussing. I mean, there's just not a lot of room for teams right now. EJ, what was your reaction when you heard that Taylor Hall signed with the Sabers? I was a little surprised. I think like everybody else, um, you know, uh, I thought you know the one year term it wasn't that surprising just because I wasn't quite sure what the market was going to be for Taylor Hall. Um, you know, he had his best year a couple of years ago with the Devils. He was the MVP of the league, and I don't think he's ever going to have a year as good as that. I get to see a lot of that up close because being here in New Jersey, we get to see the Devils quite a bit. He was terrific for that year. He had some injuries. He's kind of uh, moved back a little bit, and I think uh, what he's trying to do is go to a place where they have a really high-end player to play with in Jack Eichel and put up some big numbers and then try to reset himself in the market. Uh, they also, you know, with the addition of Hall and with Eichel there and with some of the players. I mean, they have some good players in Buffalo. They've just got to figure out their defense. I think they really have to figure out their goal tending to moving forward. But, uh, you know, what he's trying to do is reset himself in the market. And if it goes well in Buffalo, he knows Ralph Kruger, the coach. He was with him in Edmonton for a short time. And Ralph Kruger is one of those guys that I think most people like playing for. Then maybe they settle in on some kind of longer-term deal. But, uh, you know, I think the main purpose for, for Taylor right now was that he just felt like the other offers – weren't what he wanted and uh he'd like to take another crack at it after a year we'll see how it plays out you think he might go to a place where he had more of a chance to be successful in terms of winning i mean buffalo may have a good year hard to say i would say that the people aren't looking at them as a, a really high-end team right now although they have some good players but you know i think that the main focus for taylor right now is to try to reset himself and have a good year in buffalo Final thing for EJ Raddick of NHL Network, and you can see him on NHL Now and NHL Tonight. Check NHLNetwork.com for your local channel listings. Is there a team or teams out there, EJ, that before free agency started, you didn't think were a Stanley Cup contender, but because of the moves they made, you think are now? Boy, that's a good question, Randy. I don't know. I I, I don't think that I feel that way. Uh, you know, like the teams that made good, you know, made moves, I already thought they were good teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, so I, I think, you know, the, the other moves, there were some good moves out there. Like I said, like, you know, Buffalo adds is Taylor Hall. He's a really good player. That should be someone that helps their offense and be somebody for Jack Eichel to play with and, you know, make the team better. But are they a Stanley Cup contender? No, not at this point. I mean, I think Montreal did some things that make them push them up in the Atlantic division a little bit further. But, uh, you know, I don't know if I would say that anybody did anything that changed, you know, the, the big picture for me. You know, there were some good moves or some helpful moves, but at the end of the day, I think uh, the teams that I think the Colorado's, uh, you know, the World Vegas was already a good team. St. Louis is a very good team. Vancouver's on the way up. Um, you know, they made some, you know, add, adding Nate Schmidt makes them a better group. Calgary picking up a goaltender. They haven't had a goalie in Calgary really since Mickey Kippersoff retired. So, you know, having marks from there could be a real big plus for them. But, 
you know, I don't see any any move that anybody made that I would say, wow, that takes them to another level. Great to hear your voice, sir. Enjoy your brief off season. Hopefully we'll see you sooner <laughs> rather than later. All right. You got it. Thank you. Both of you. Appreciate it. Take care. That's uh, EJ Raddick from NHL Now, NHL Tonight on NHL Network joining us on 101 ESPN. I still think the Blues are a contender. Not not to the level they were when you had Petro, but mm-hmm. I still think that if everything goes right for them, they could win a Stanley Cup. I I do believe, he mentioned the Nate Schmidt move. I, I believe Vancouver and Winnipeg are both better because of what Vegas gave them. And I do think that the one team that I have questions about that I didn't the, the, didn't have questions about before is Washington. And I know Braden Holtby hasn't been great for a couple of years, but they bring in Henrik Lundqvist, and I'm just not sure about whether or not Washington has the goaltending now uh, with Vanacek to be a Stanley Cup contender. Heading into last offseason, the questions were, will the Blues have a Stanley Cup hangover? Mm -hmm. How much are they going to miss the big body and Pat Maroon? Can Jordan Bennington duplicate his performance? But you you typically felt very comfortable with the team that you had in place. We should do that one day. That's a segment. How many questions we have surrounding (laughs) this team as we head in? Because it's well over 10, right? Yeah, we've got a few. We've got a few. That's Michelle. I'm Randy.